I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Wednesday, which is a recap Wednesday. Only one more of these left in the year. That's right. We're recapping Lovecraft Country. The TV series comes on HBO. And, um, you know, as always, we likes to break it down. Okay. Y'all look forward to this. We look forward to giving it to you. Mm -hmm. This is episode nine of season one. It's called Rewind 1921. And, um, whew, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Okay. Um, but as always, we like to start with, you know, the general synopsis from me and Karen. Karen, mm-hmm. what'd you think of this episode in general? I loved it. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, very emotional. A lot of, a lot of history because you can read stuff but sometimes there's nothing like them you visually seeing it and um i had a ball watching it yeah what's interesting is you didn't watch watchmen Mm-mm. and watchmen's opening minutes had the tulsa race massacre and kind of similar style like the destruction of it and the planes and all this stuff um and his child and his family like trying to escape and all this stuff it was really harrowing stuff but um yeah oh man for the for me i mean i feel like if you listen to this show enough you know me and you know i you know not to try to stunt on anybody because there's nothing to really stunt about like it's not a like a badge of honor but you know i personally am not turned off by depictions of black history even when it's tragic Mm -mm. like it's just that that kind of thing to me is nothing like it's not that it doesn't matter to me it's it's that it matters so much i think it's important to tell it and if i get quote-unquote triggered or i feel an emotion it's because it's emotional yes and if they put depicted in a tv show or something like that to dramatize or point out something i'm okay with that so you know for me personally this was right up my alley you know it i I, honestly when i was rewatching the show i realized i have never seen tulsa depicted as alive before Mm -mm. all the stuff i've watched of tulsa has always been a documentary on and then this was the massacre this was that and to see a depiction where they went and painstakingly got the clothing the i mean i was googling all the like the movie theater the restaurants all of it's just you know like they went back and remade that shit you know what i mean like down to the stitches like uh i this is what i want to see you know and and for me uh i've actually quote unquote came around to it mm-hmm. as far as um watching our pain um it was one of those things where i was never one of those people that was like i'm tired of slavery and movies well, I, you know i was never mm-hmm. one of those people but i'm like oh i know about the hurt i know about the pain and one one of the people that just assumed that i understood but mm-hmm. the thing is you never understand as much as you think you understand if your basis on understanding is taught to you 
in a system that's designed in white supremacy. So there were a lot of things that I thought I knew that I already didn't know. Like you go, well, slavery was bad. But when you actually go back and actually get a better understanding, it's actually worse than you thought it was, which is knowledge that you need to have so you can better have an understanding of the sacrifices that our ancestors made. And if you understand that understanding, you would be outraged about the bullshit that's happening right now. You would have a fire in you. They'll be like, no, 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 no. My ancestors didn't get stole from their land they didn't get brought over here by boats they didn't all get beat and whipped and had salt poured on their wounds they wouldn't chain together and if somebody got sick the whole line got drowned you know underneath all the oceans my ancestors are dead you know and you have people out here just saying stupid shit when you know the history you go no 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 I understand why people said I'm going to vote even if it cost me my life. I understand why people went across the bridge and was like, I know they're going to stick dogs on me. I know they're going to put water holes on me, but I can't see the future. Like those people couldn't see me today, but they knew that if they did what they did, I would be around to see it. And so for me, um, I had to get over myself because that's the thing. You could be so wrapped up into how you feel. You forget that the reason why you have these emotions because these people are real because a lot of that, a lot of that people, what people do, it, it detaches them from the reality of the history. It detaches them from the people that sacrificed and died. And that's a part of white supremacy. They're detached and they don't care. So they want you to be detached and they want you not to care about the people that are the reason why you're here today because as long as you feel detached you can say stupid shit online you can be ignorant you can be silly about your your opinions you can waste your vote you can do those things and not feel ashamed and and not feel bothered by it because you do not understand that the shoulders that you stand on the reason why i can go into the front of a grocery store the reason why i don't have to go to the back of the bus anymore the reason why is because these people sacrificed and died for me yep and that connection is something they want us to forget correct so when you see people saying you know uh we need to sign up for the platinum plan for trump it all goes all the way back it's all connected it's all based on the idea of you forgetting this connection forgetting the sacrifice forgetting these people and pop culture has a way unfortunately you know because it is in books that we can learn these things but pop culture has a way of bringing a lot of this stuff to the forefront and emotional connection matters Mm -hmm. so having an emotional connection to this you know like we'll get into some of the specifics and it's so weird because i love this show as a tv show but i'm starting to get to that point where i feel protective of it because i'm like i when i see people kind of coming at the show i'm like i can't imagine not getting it that much you know what i mean not to the like i just don't understand the show or it's too complicated but for to to dismiss it i saw someone wrote something saying the show is too much about the white gaze and i i disagree me too you know what i mean uh same people big up and Watchmen from a white showrunner you know what i mean like i feel like this show was made with us in mind i I feel like there's a lot of us that don't know all this shit so you know to try to knock it on some like wow we talking about tulsa again yes because no one talked about it until the last two years for a lot of people and if this is another time that people want to see it recreated and see it alive and vibrant then that's what's up and i think that uh that connection is key because the same reason that white people 
don't understand the atrocity that slavery and segregation and jim crow is well who else went to those schools with them we did right we sat in those same classrooms so our disregard and uncomfortableness with it matters and when you said something it was either last week but you said something profound on the show where you were like um people call stuff being triggered when it's just you experiencing an emotion Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to be experiencing from this art and then you're going is it worth it is it worth it is it worth me feeling this emotion and honestly to me that's that's like like that doesn't deserve the same language as triggered no it does not because if your if art is to communicate a point <clears throat> and they go and then the turn like because people only use it pejoratively they never use it as like well donald glover wanted to shock and awe us with this spectacle of chaos and violence that is american uh black life we don't go yeah well you know that was great art when you don't like it you go he triggered me as if somehow he came in your house made you watch his video and wanted you to feel badly and he doesn't give a fuck and all this shit and you know that's not what what we do is we like to take the art we don't want to connect with and then call it something else rather than admit like that was the point to make me feel that thing and not every feeling needs to be attached to you're a bad black person for making me feel this way agreed and is just one of the things to where i allow art to do whatever art is supposed to do it's subjective you can like it or not like it but i allow the art to allow me to be happy allow yeah. me to laugh at it allow some people me to only be want, sad some people only want the candy right they, they, you know they, they don't want the pain but the thing about art then go watch fucking go watch uh cartoons correct but but the but the thing about art art is designed to invoke all types of emotions all types even music is a form of art obviously and people cry about songs all the time but you don't hear the same vitriol as you do with with Um, this particular platform and what are we telling black artists your toolbox can only be the red the yellow the you know what i'm saying we're telling you you can only make so so much art for the opposite side because white people have made art that said fuck y'all we want you to only make art that makes us feel a certain type of way and that's that's such bullshit because why can't i express my pain that's like telling our podcast we got to be funny every episode every segment fuck you we made this and if it's too hard for you go listen to something else because at the end of the day we have feelings too that are valid and we want to express them and i think to disregard this show so casually like that you know i don't want to turn this opening thing into that i like honestly i really do want to get into the recap but to disregard this show that way is to me you're missing a people aren't really missing out correct correct and and before we move on when you say uh allow us to express our pain some of the best um art throughout the history of america has come through pain some of the shit that we hold up as classics some of the shit is we like that is the best thing i've ever experienced it came from a lot of hurt and pain and disappointment and anger in this country some of the things that people consider that's the best rap ever you know fuck the police yeah that was from hurt and pain you know but 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 it's funny how like you say people want to put um limitations on what we can do but uh we're we are a very diverse group of people and we and the thing that kills me is that we claim we're not a monolith but yet we always want to put each other in a box like we can only do certain things but that's not true because our art should be presented in in, in all its colors and all its glory 
and that that means the happy parts that mean the sad parts that mean the bitter parts that mean the angry parts like in all of it because i'm telling you one thing white folks don't get tired of telling you about the wars white folks don't get tired of telling you about the holocaust white folks don't get tired of telling you about 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 uh, uh what schindler's list and all this then these things have been made multiple times but i don't ever hear white people go i'm tired of y'all talk about i hurt i'm no right. they would you know what they say fucking never forget so well, i'm like i'm that. like that too never forget not just that their shit wins awards correct you know they've been telling the same world war ii stories forever it's the forever. only like they you know they don't like when they want to tell stories of feel-good civil rights stories where the white person saved everybody that shit just continues to be made to this day and yet somehow it's only when we get the fucking it's always when we get the shit that's what bothers me it's like when people go down with capitalism right when black people start getting some shit right it's never when you know what i mean it's never when the fuck uh the, the uh, like when it's like right as black people come into prominence or start to look we're making our own art we we want to tell the story about tulsa because it's been a race yeah I, i'm tired of this that's enough y'all go we did it once it's enough so yeah um i just yeah like i said man i'm get i feel that thing and i just gotta be honest about it. i feel protective of the show because some of the vitriol for it is honestly ridiculous and i and i wouldn't mind it if they said i feel this way right but they always couch these pieces in black people feel this way we all i speak for all the blacks and all of the blacks feel a certain way about this as if none of us are enjoying the show as if we're not tuning in every fucking week and recapping and our fans don't love it and people don't hit up our mentions and email us every saturday why do you get to speak for all of us you know what i mean why do you get to decide it's not worth it for for all black people like i just don't like that shit like use some more i statements unless right. we and us because you're not speaking for me right but see the thing is, is that if they use i all of a sudden that they, they, they wouldn't have any merit you nothing's know? more white gays than you writing a fucking piece saying i speak for the black people who's supposed to be reading this not us because you're not writing it to us you didn't write the piece and say hey fellow black person this is how i feel about the show you wrote this as hey white people listening this is how black people feel about this show you know what i mean like i noticed that shit anyway i'm sorry we need to move on this is Mm -hmm. getting angry and i would rather get into the recap because that's fun yes anyway um episode is called rewind 1921 uh i broke it down but it's not broke down like the other ones where we go these characters and then these characters what it is is we kind of start off with all the characters and then there's a specific point where they kind of split up and they're doing stuff at the same time and then we come back together all right Mm -hmm. so that's how we're gonna do it um first and foremost i like to shout out the miami heat okay y'all the real mvps y'all knew that it was gonna be a busy night fargo y'all knew this was coming on y'all said listen black people i don't want you to have no dilemmas about watching this show what i'm gonna go ahead and do is get our ass whooped by lebron james so you ain't even gotta be conflicted you ain't gotta worry about it change that channel you ain't got to look back it's 30 points at halftime we not tying up your sunday night at 9 p.m Mm-hmm. that great competitor jimmy butler did us a, a favor thank you so much bro uh so d is sick on the couch passed out all the adults are talking around her trying to figure out what we gonna do whose fault it is you know that shit um and then ruby's ruby said something that was hilarious i caught it on my second time not the first she said stop pointing fingers you all are to blame that's exactly what she said everybody in here y'all all at fault but not me no, of course not me 
No, I didn't go look y'all. My job was to stand in line and wait for y'all Negroes to come back. Nobody did, so y'all look to blame. I was over here with my white woman, man, and we was just at the crib chilling. Come on. Y'all done fucked up and let D get, got, got bit by the damn jigaboos. Yep, that's y'all fault. All three of y'all. So Tick suggests they call Christina um because it's kind of the only move they have left you know they thought maybe we could do the protection spell on d but they weren't sure that it would work because i mean it seems like they don't really know how it works Mm-mm. like they know how to do it but they don't know what form it'll take you know like the mark of cain uh gave um letty invisibility i mean invincibility or in more you know not getting hurt yeah invulnerability that's the word i was looking for y'all and my Charles ran the protection spell and they ended up with a black shogun. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we don't know what's going to happen next. So they don't know what they're going to do. Maybe mm-hmm. they turn into an in, in, immortal coon, you know? <laughs> so, uh, Tick says Christina helped them because they still got leverage, which is the pages of Titus that she's missing. But, yeah. Letty has to come clean. Last week, everybody, everybody wanted to see Christina. Mm hmm. Mm hmm everybody want to be her friend everybody meanwhile ruby over there listening to all these hijinks like mm-mm. i tell my mom i'll never be like any of those negroes that's exactly what okay. she said this is y'all problem not mine, mine. um but yeah so uh my trust, uh is like why did you trade the pages to christina you just said no more magic we got to stop doing magic uh letty's been adamant no more magic stop making deals with christina for the last two or three weeks come on she been she been adamant about it and i said that shit was wild because when she did that i was like everybody gonna be mad you've been telling everybody not to meet with this woman not to go behind nobody's back blah 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 and so you did uh, the same thing she's like i did it because she gave me a vulnerability no she goes i think she did she say at first i i was gonna do it for you but she ended up giving it to me yeah Mm -hmm. she was like uh she did it to try to actually i can't remember if she said it exactly like that but she essentially she she long story short she the one ended up with the invulnerability yeah she was like and, i did it for you but it but it but uh i did it you know yeah and to, to my to my trials and none it doesn't matter to my trials no, no it doesn't like my trials is pissed he's like mm-hmm. what the fuck you mean you took the invulnerability like clearly we, like you just said no more magic you told us not to deal with this woman how the fuck you gonna take it for yourself yeah and it's also one of those things where montrose didn't see what 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 they see with the with the black shogoth so it was one of those things where i was like oh okay i understand why he's mad you know because mm-hmm. he's like this was supposed to be for my son but you took it for yourself i guess i mean i mean he also didn't he wasn't in the church when she made the deal no so he didn't even realize like she walked out like i don't want the pages then and then letty took it for herself so you know i mean it's a lot of circumstances and i think it just he's right now in trying to save my son mode yeah yeah and it's also and trying to save d sorry yeah and also it's one of the things where he felt like you a hypocrite like your whole thing been not to do this and so and she is you're like you did it and some you know i understand his anger is valid at this she, point everybody on the show is a hypocrite mm-hmm. Every, everybody does even when they do it to protect other people they do what they tell other people not to do yes sir don't take this chance don't do that i'm gonna do it like everybody do the same shit. don't you jump off the bridge but i'll jump right it's just like real life uh everyone thinks their reason to do the shit is not as bad as everyone else right they think it's the most legitimate reason 
meanwhile ruby tries to have letty's back and being like she had to do it she need to protect her and and then uh letty told her be quiet and stopped her mm-hmm. and uh of course uh tick calms down montrose and he drops it and then tick says well the pages are the only leverage we got left uh ruby's like no we don't i got some leverage i'm sitting on it okay come on all this ass <laughs> me, me, me and my white woman man <laughs> she was like listen uh i got this leverage right here come on <laughs> that's what she said okay um I'll, I'll get over here okay i'll get over here i pick up that phone she gonna be she gonna come through don't worry yeah, about that in my red bottom shoes okay so um they they call christina over she reviews the drawings that d made of the two uh diamond and silk and she's like these are some great likenesses um this is like she was just complimenting the art like she was in the exhibit oh dude look at the lawns structure wow she is talented meanwhile this girl is sitting on the on the thing turning to candace owens and shit right and she's like um well look um here's the thing i can't cure this shit Mm-mm. um the curse is a combination of titus's stolen pages and horatio's notes and i can't remove it without the book of names only captain lancaster can and because he cast it right because right. he's the one who cast it and that's when ruby lets her know um that nigga is dead like we saw him get his arm ripped off and slung it seemed by the shogun he, he went 50 feet he went as high as that five-story building and so they're like yeah he died and she's like how he died and ruby and uh letty's like you know the gas explosion outside i was like oh that's that's what they running with yeah they had to explain how how 15 officers died in front of their building the gas explosion i mean i guess it would keep the rest of the races from coming over there mm-hmm. after all them cops oh, them niggas got gas explosions but yeah the gas explosion uh and so uh meanwhile the gas explosion was named king the black shogun <laughs> uh we've also found out they can't use tick's blood in the spell because his blood isn't a cure-all like you can't just pour his like his magic blood on everything and you just heal Mm-mm. uh christina says she can do a spell called a restoration spell but she needs the her uh d's closest relative and they need to draw some sim- sim- symbols around the house and she will and she needs to be at the birthplace of d which is this house and she needs all of them there for their intention because that's part of the spell casting too and she'll only do it if tick agrees to come back to Artem for the autumn equinox autumnal equinox which we know means that's when she wants to sacrifice tick and to get her own immortality mm-hmm. now she doesn't know that he knows for sure Mm-mm. but honestly even if she did know he knew she wouldn't give a fuck of course not um which kind of does belabor the point and i think to me I, I don't know how you feel about it Karen, but i felt pretty much like i think this is enough proof that christina didn't learn shit from the emmett till beaten death thing but i feel like this i think that uh she i'm not gonna say in love i think she has more compassion for ruby but she's like yeah i got compassion for you more than i did before but uh i still got a task to do either you come on with me you know because i got these feelings uh mm-hmm. else i cut you off too i mean is it love or is it 
i don't know karen i, I know. mean it's always a threesome it didn't feel like it was love to me it, but but like i said i don't know it just it feels like i'll put it this way it don't feel like she learned any compassion specifically for black people no no that and that i agree with yes like, yes because yes. because you would think you know after that emmett till thing that she would have some level of like wow what we do to black people is so bad but it was just like um listen i will let this little child die and uh you black man i'm gonna torture and kill you because i need i got a plan uh fuck all that fuck all that <laughs> that shit come on um <laughs> she was uh so she so she was like yeah um uh if lancaster's dead he can't undo the spell this spell will only give you a restoration which will reset the spell back to zero which doesn't necessarily cure her of anything okay. and tick does agree to to come back to Artem. Mm-hmm, Cause he's not gonna let that baby die. And yeah. she, and she knew that. And then she like, but first I got some business to tend to. And so she leaves, tells him like, write this symbol on the apartment and, uh, get these temperature down to normal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. One thing I can't say about Christina, she's is one of the, one of the few people that keeps that same energy. She's like, don't she? I told you my goal is, is, is to do this and whatever it takes and the closest relative to d is obviously hippolyta but since karen and kim doc <laughs> and sydney and all these people Hippol- don't hippolyta is like no i'm good she she back with uh josephine the stallion yeah she probably in somewhere in galaxy 1535 come on singing with billy holiday some, best life. singing with billy holiday or some shit it's probably like her whitney houston and prince all doing cocaine together come some, on some wild shit because y'all come selfish on. she would be she would up there with beyonce and the moon back yeah. in 2025 20, 20, just a young metro don't you i'm gonna shoot you uh so it'll have to be my charles who is uh uh d's uncle, uncle. Mm-hmm. so you know like it's not her parents aren't there so we go with your uncle because that's her closest blood relative in the lodge captain lancaster's half cadaver body is breaking down okay mm. it is breaking down uh, yeah it's breaking down like we seen poe koala in his knees in the nba <laughs> he, it was breaking down like i can't take no more i need to be repaired let me go into the corner and sit okay it is breaking and ain't, and ain't nothing wrong with your knees breaking down I, you know my knees break down too i'm old it's breaking down like a white woman listening to bill burr's monologue <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> just can't take it it's just, it just could it. not take it no more Mm-mm. and uh like his i mean it's ugly and his henchmen have written like the symbols on the door by the closet and uh they're like there's a like a mutilated black man that they clearly have kidnapped and they even say that or they're like we can't kidnap another nigger it'll get it's getting too obvious hell we can't even cover this one up um because they basically have been doing what we thought they were doing which is using black people's bodies to replace this white man's body run use some kind of spell that essentially gives him you know i guess the ability to uh to live longer yeah reheal or regenerate it does something 
uh to women i mean to re- they just replace his parts it seems ah, okay okay that that mm-hmm. makes sense that makes sense and that has a lot to do with why before when ruby was in the closet his skin was so dark and like the certain parts of his body and i was like the hell is that at first i Whose thought skin was so dark uh the captain yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah right, that's what i noticed oh because i was like that's a big discoloration like something ain't right and i i thought maybe it was something i can say in him that was just crawling on his skin at first you know like like almost like living on top of his skin um but yes this explains why those people at um letty's house that mm-hmm. explains those people that do you the know experiments that he experimented yeah those bodies the, down in the tunnel it explains a lot yeah and i think that that must have been some experiments uh to to go along with this frankenstein thing they were doing and of course i mean it's almost reminds you of get out the whole idea of black bodies being fuel for white people to live longer and more be vicariously through us and stuff except this time literally message right yeah, yeah exactly message sorry i didn't have it up uh but yeah that, <laughs> that that's that's how i felt to me it was very much uh it was very much a message moment mm. um message because uh you know the white man utilizes the black body in order to achieve longevity you see what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. they've been using our bodies since slavery you see what i'm saying ever since we came over on the slave ships uh but yeah that that's that's how it felt to me so um and and it's so funny because i think the show just gives us credit because they didn't need to like make a whole episode out of this Mm-mm. or fucking like spell it out to us a lot like, of shows would have done that yes. yeah it's obvious what's fucking happened if you ain't paying attention right it's, I, it's like it's not a lot of conclusions you can draw from this shit um especially when you saw his chest in the background when ruby's in the closet it's like what is this man doing now i do wonder if what is his sex life like you know i mean like is he got the bbc you know what i'm saying are women are still too disgusted to even sleep with them maybe some women would be into that he might not even take his shirt off yeah he might have to do it through the pee hole Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like in the dark i don't know it's just i had a lot of questions about captain lancaster i mean a lot i mean who knows glory hole's been around a long time so you just never know right so you just never know i mean all the credit scores of the white man all the the penis of a black man i mean this is what he's been walking around with mm-hmm. you know like a day walker you know yeah, and he's a cop come on so, so I mean, if anything he can force people all of us whoa i wasn't saying that all of our strengths none of our weaknesses i was not going to the sexual assault stuff karen uh still a comedy show uh so <laughs> oh so that's what you're trying to lie that that's, that's just not where my mind went that's all <laughs> I just karen just for the record that was karen's joke not mine <laughs> um so uh they need so then i'm assuming so he's a racist so then william i mean listen daniel holeslaw is a real human being and he's not alone just saying uh so they're like they're confused they like the spell ain't working right okay look, we, like, we did the same thing every time we done did all the jutsu we done did all the hand signs what the hell is happening all right we done put the motherfucking carburetor in this bitch yeah yeah well alternator the this shit is not working and it was gross because like his chest exploded and the nipples came off first i was like oh so then william walks in christina as william mm-hmm. and she Ooh. is in her bag yes just i mean the cockiest white man of all time like william just looked like like how white people gonna look if trump win again uh, and y'all come to work wednesday that's how that's how he looked like 
see you around the break room jamal how's it going like that's one thing i can say i absolutely love about working from home because i don't have to see that bullshit so then uh he's like well 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 looks like the cop with nine lives life luck has finally run out and i hope you know that no matter what you do with them wounds they never gonna heal and that's when i noticed that william had went into the drawer where christina had put that symbol ruby ruby had put that symbol yes yes ruby correct and i'm like fuck because everything we found out spells the symbols can do things to the spell so secretly putting that symbol in the drawer in the room when the spell happened christina did something to make it so that the fucking spell would not heal the dude no more and she was like you know every time i turn back into i turn from william back to myself it's like william dies all over again that's what i want for you yeah because they were shot they was like i thought you was dead yeah and well he knew lancaster knew he was knew it was he knew immediately it's christina okay the the other ones maybe they were slow but right she was like um as william you know like when i turn back it's like william dies all over again and that's what i wanted for you a thousand deaths but i guess i just had to settle for the one and then she watched the nigga die straight to his face like look i'm gonna watch your life i'm but like this when i go back i want to be sure you ain't coming back them henchmen didn't want no fucking smoke right they was like i don't know what's happening like i i'm i'm just here for the healing juzu that's that's why i came like do i need to go back to my squad like i don't understand what's happening the thing that i kept thinking about was how hyped christina must have been when she was at their house and they was like lancaster dead she must have been like oh let me go sip on my potion i've been yes. waiting on the moment she okay. was like she was like oh my clit get hard let my dick get hard too Ooh. Yeah. i cannot wait to roll up in there and be like hello it's me remember me hello that was so good oh my god she was in her bag and the camera did this creepy thing where it like zoomed in on william's face and the rest of the background was blurry and you could just see the fucking joy in christina williams eyes mm-hmm. where she was just looking at this motherfucker die like you motherfucker. yes also it made me realize as much as we want to write christina off as cold-hearted and cold-blooded she must have really cared for william i think she did because it ultimately did turn out to be a revenge for william it did like i thought that it was gonna be like oh she seduced william she was using william she didn't really give a fuck about him initially that's what it was and then i think it turned into something else mm-hmm. which makes me go could that be a thing for her and ruby i i think it's because a if she fell for the dude she seduced the first time and now she's seducing ruby maybe there's something here that is beyond surface level and i'm just using you so mm-hmm um anyway in the safe negro travel store my Charles is drinking some moonshine out of a mason jar you know it's serious the mason jar my nigga Mm-mm. right that's when you look you be like you know what nah i don't know what that shit is but i that shit will make your whole chest cave in i'm good yeah he was looking very nervous like he was stealing himself for something mm-hmm. just if it shit ain't got no label on it and it's in the mason jar uh uh, uh word to the kids don't drink it mm-hmm um yeah it's like moonshine or formaldehyde or turpentine you never know what's in there mm-hmm. so he was sipping on that and then tick came out and caught him it was like what you doing down here you supposed to get in chalk so we could draw these symbols give me that and he took a sip himself but he not no true and tried tried and true alcoholic like his daddy so tick 
the little coughing a little bit it, you know he, he wasn't ready for that mm-hmm. he said he was like what's that gasoline yeah mm-mm. Mm-mm. my my medium my smediums fit too good for this i don't know what the hell is this daddy uh and he was like it's mantra said it's called road rash which is a some shit that george used to drink i was like damn george Woo! was on some shit too then i would have never thought george seemed like a pretty straight laced goo dude i guess you know the older you get the wiser you get you know it's a lot of people that did some wild and crazy they got old they was like that, that shit is crazy and i'm glad i survived but if he still had bottles that mean he drank it still he was like uh, obviously that wasn't from 2000 that wasn't from 1902 that's he must have sipped it every now and then i guess times got hard hippolyta be mad he going on the road he was like give me some of that road rash i'm trying to tell you if you drink anything called road rash you deserve whatever happened to you and this, yeah you've had it out there with him on the road them white folks was about to kill him and shit he's like i gotta get some road rash mm-hmm. in my system you probably steal me before i walk up in this whites only diner and ask them can niggas eat here i know that's some that's some shit you splash on somebody and then set them on fire road rash mm-hmm. so then uh tick was like so then basically my trial says you know i should have took the bullet for george he told me to protect my family that was the last thing he said to me and i let d get you know get get this this thing attack her and then tick was like nah it's it, it wasn't even really a compliment he was like nah it's my fault i shouldn't have let you watch d which was like <laughs> nigga that's still fucked up <laughs> like that wasn't like he said nah you did your best he's just like nah it's my fault I, i'll let you be around d and then tick says my trials did um the spell um that protected me that that you did the spell of protection for me and it worked mm-hmm. so you know you are helping don't get down on yourself right uh and then my trials is like we find out why he's down there nervous and been drinking because he's like i gotta tell tick the truth which is george might be your father which will make you indeed the closest blood relatives so we might need to use your blood for the spell versus mine right and tick did not take this well Mm-mm. i mean it's it's like i know we're supposed to we're supposed to i don't give a fuck with these niggas thing i know these niggas hate tick okay they do i, I know don't, they, I don't yeah, hate tick i know I they like hate tick. tick but i i don't know it's like i feel of two minds where i'm like dude your childhood and life has been fucked up right like i could not make it through that like what he's gone through the fucking constant abuse by his father who's not really his father war knowing that the uncle you loved was your dad but he never stepped in to protect you or stepped in to be like you my son come live with us but you was in his in his fucking shop crying every goddamn day mm-hmm. boy the secrets that that black daddies be black fathers and black men be carrying boy took some to the motherfucking to the grave. grave yeah like george carried it to the grave essentially mm-hmm. when was he supposed to tell tick right so uh and i know my trial said he didn't want him to tell him and stuff but i mean it's just all these secrets and shit man like to me i see tick as a dude that was ab- in a raising a household where he was abused by his dad mm-hmm. and i mean this it wasn't no talk space you know what i'm saying like no therapy like literally went to war thinking he could escape how bad it was at home that tells you a lot about a person yeah and, and then uh fucked around and had sex with a nine tail i would be up fucked up too yeah and it wasn't he went to war uh and like like or went to went to the army he went to war like he was anyway he's fucked up so mm-hmm. every time he gets hit with one of these revelations as a person that you know has that has none of these skills that we all pride ourselves on having today because we're so woke right i'm just like this character this character is gonna react badly and he was of course mad as shit 
um couldn't believe this and he was just processed and that's the other thing the way the show is written he never has time to process anything yeah it's always like because they're always running for their lives they're always like the next thing we gotta do you can see his mind ticking where he's trying to go through the process of processing it and then something happens yeah jonathan majors is really funny he's not trying to be Mm -mm. but the character tick is really funny because you can see he's trying to find these perfect words yes. but they never write the character where he says the perfect thing it's always with him him being like but you just he let me i came in here every day you was whooping my ass now like that's how people yeah. argue in real life yes it is it's like you can tell his <laughs> mind is like oh my god this is just some more shit on top of the other shit that i'm dealing mm-hmm. with but in tv nobody argues like that but in real life people do that all the time mm-hmm. like that i feel like i'm closer to that kind of when i get mad about something it doesn't always come out flow so evenly and then I, and you look back you but i wish i would have said this or whatever like that's mm-hmm. he he talks like a dude that wishes he would have said some other shit later anyway yes and that's how some people like this is people actually talk like that because you you you'll be like but you I, I, for real like, and you gotta remember his dad keeps hitting him with haymakers it's like literally the worst fucking time to be like uh well guess what i'm not really your daddy yeah because the thing is before uh montrose did that spell of protection he was like y'all got you got you know and he basically was like y'all keeping all the secrets anything else you gotta tell montrose look like i was like oh well montrose was like you know i'm dyslexic never told him that before yeah. uh when they saved montrose in episode two he's like why y'all come he was, here he was mad at him like he like he just he's i just don't know how you were raised by that man and it sounds like his mother died early so mostly raised by this man Mm -hmm. who also has his ton of issues and come out like this this heroic figure with no issues he seemed like a dude raised by montrose Mm -hmm. anyway like that literally a split image of each other yeah and and one of those people that don't want to be like that but that's how that's how cycles of abuse happen agreed a lot of people don't want to be like they're the person that abused them but you either become like almost a direct opposite of them or you kind of start repeating that shit and i feel like he's somewhere in the middle anyway so uh tick asked if his mama cheated with uncle george and montrose just says basically what we went through in tulsa was so traumatic that the bonds we have which we would now call trauma bonding Mm -hmm. they just last forever and it doesn't it just like you can't understand it because you've never been there so you don't know what it's like to survive something like that and you know and 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 it really doesn't matter what the fuck how it happened like i'm still your father blah 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 but um that before they can even reconcile that at any level letty comes in and says christina's back and Dee's fever is broken and uh hippolyta walks in and goes is d sick and i said oh she came back (laughs) she decided that she was like you know what i was having a ball being a crystal gym i guess i'll come back i knew she would come i knew she would come back because i said on this show it's no fucking way you can let this happen to d and this woman don't come back she would be considered a y'all think the same people that can't even have (laughs) can't even understand the complicated like nature of tick right y'all was gonna be so open-minded about hippolyta yep right right yep right what was that again oh yeah right right Y'all motherfuckers are not ready for D to die <laughs> and her mama out in space. Be, yeah, we are the Crystal Gems. We'll always find a way. Y'all Come be on. mad as shit. 
y'all would be mad Negro, please <laughs> Damn, <laughs> so anyway she came back like a like a mother would like a good parent is supposed to do <laughs> came back for her dying child uh and then they say so upstairs they do a spell mm-hmm. also i like how she came back and just didn't explain shit mm-hmm. she came in with the dress everything it was like decent i was like i can't believe that like they didn't just they could have added like one more second of the clip just for them to be like where the hell you been and then show them upstairs like because you know everybody would have asked like yes bobo died where the fuck you been it don't, it don't even matter i'm grown uh upstairs but like this they dinner with a different hip lighter <laughs> she, she might have yeah. cussed them out uh yeah uh, upstairs they do a spell to get with christina to basically give d more time and she was in the bed and this time she looked almost like one of the minstrels like mm-hmm. she was about to turn to one of them little girls that bit her mm-hmm. and it was getting close to like it was the time was ticking like she was saying stuff like don't resist the police and they won't shoot you and uh get off the democratic plantation kanye west 2020 vote for trump yeah joe biden ain't got no plan for black america i was like oh what the get this what blood into this woman been in here and luckily hippolyta's blood changed her back into herself you could even see the maggots and stuff the reverse spell mm-hmm. but she still was asleep like it wasn't it didn't take her all the way out of the spell Mm-mm. it just gives her more time mm-hmm. ruby and christina go to lead together Ooh. right i'm like why are y'all leaving together you not with the black people i'm like well, i know what christina got promised <laughs> come on she's like listen bath time she gonna do the spell for me if you know what i'm and saying she said that with confidence too mm-hmm. okay like because i'm special i wonder if william can get ruby pregnant and what would Ooh, the, you never know what would that happen with the baby you know uh anyways uh so they go to leave together ruby's uh stopped by letty who's like you can't trust christina to which i'm like nigga you just did the deal with christina for invulnerability mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we talking about here everyone on this show is a fucking hypocrite you know if you play gender wars with it then you just you're gonna pick your favorites and shit but they all do shit where you're just like that is not what you told people to do mm-hmm. that it, you do as you do and then they gotta do whatever in a weird way this reminds me of lord of the rings and magic is the ring yes like everyone when it. they when they like they're not precious, bad people my precious like they're not bad people but magic corrupts it's magic is power and power corrupts in this yes. in this show and so people don't get to stand on their morals as hard they're not as principled as they like in the in the in the one-on-one christina meetings there's that's the i'm telling you like when she get them all in the same room it's easy for everybody to be like bitch fuck you you ain't shit we don't want your magic but when she get you in a room by yourself and she be like would you like to be a white woman be honest it's like mm-hmm i like to be a white woman yeah she knows yeah she know yeah yeah that's that's why she kicked that same energy and she mm-hmm. let them talk shit and cuss each other out and call her all types of names because she'd be like i see you in 15 minutes yeah the only thing she really would be taken off guard by is probably if they all communicated openly and honestly with each other all the time yes. that would be the only thing that could really fuck up her plans but you know people don't do that for the most part Mm-mm. anyway so then ruby is like um letty you stupid you trust you trust tick and montrose montrose about to whoop your ass when you find out you had invulnerability to which letty should have been like nigga i'm invulnerable he wasn't gonna do shit but 
<laughs> like you see how he turned on you when you was invulnerable it's like that's the point of being invulnerable mm-hmm. he can't do nothing <laughs> and christina she was like and christina didn't try to hurt anybody when she helped us with the spell uh and then um hippolyta's hair was like hello she cut me but letta letty says um when i got shot and then ruby's like and christina healed you by her daddy yeah her daddy shot you and christina the one that healed you and i was like god damn ruby got a subscription to hbo max how she know this how she know she been watching the damn she show she got the episodes in advance okay um she like when they didn't show tick came back with a blu-ray copy of <laughs> lovecraft country and a blu-ray player uh and she but the line that made me laugh after they had this discussion was ruby's basically like uh girl she was like shit you need to be getting in the car with me <laughs> she was like fuck with them niggas i was like points were made okay that's a good she might need to go with you these niggas have a terrible track record yeah she's like i'm looking at their track record and it ain't it ain't you know so far don't look yeah, good yeah my draws and tick are not the most versed mm. in this magic shit i mean you didn't die i mean you i mean you've been doing a lot of lot lot of shit has been happening since they walked into your life like one of them's a, a alcoholic and he's gonna be drunk the whole mission i mean come on so then letty um brings up finally the big joker christina's gonna kill tick when they do that that autumnal equinox spell for immortality Yeah, because she know ruby don't know what that is right and then ruby ruby just leaves with christina hippolyta takes d puts her in the back of woody the car mm-hmm. um which she must have drove by let his house and got her i don't know but she uh puts willie no, she's a time traveler right she just knew she was like i'll be right back vroom, vroom. anyway so she went and got woody and puts d in the back of the car and tick and montrell start asking the questions you know where you going what you going what you plan on doing she's like i'm going to go back to the observatory and tick's like but we broke the time machine it don't work remember you shot it and she was like first of all it's a multiverse machine second of all i know how to fix the shit um and y'all say we need to spell we need the book of word uh, what was that book of adam or whatever yes, yes, book of names, names yeah because they need the book of names she was like what you know what's happening where did it come from and yeah they was like book of names so they basically going back and forth with she was she trying to put a baby in the car yeah and the book of names the last place they know that it was intact was in tulsa um in 1921 mm-hmm. right before the riots mm-hmm. and so it's like she's like okay i i will use the multiverse machine we will travel back to 1921 tulsa and y'all will get the book and they were like how we gonna we don't even have a key and she was like we don't need no key i know how to use this technology and my was like you sound crazy which tells you a lot because number one um they had tried to keep hippolyta in the dark mm-hmm. so her coming back and knowing everything and not missing a beat had to be a little off-putting them yeah and it's one of those things to where uh i love hippolyta because they were asking these questions like if y'all niggas don't get in this goddamn car my baby about to die i don't give a fuck what y'all asking me all these goddamn questions y'all can ask me on the road well see that's the thing she did stop and explain right mm-hmm. but the second thing i was gonna say is these niggas have seen everything right including magic and all this but shit. you don't believe the this. most unbelievable thing that they saw was a black woman who was an expert it was like i don't know uh 
this seem a bit far-fetched to me you know how to use the machine now like i mean because we kept you out the loop right so she did she just finally was like listen i was on earth 504 shout out to the 504 boys i was on earth 504 and i was there for the equivalent of 200 years on this earth i can name myself anything infinite possibilities it came with infinite wisdom and i'm going to use all of it to save my daughter now get in the fucking car and i was like yes mm-hmm. tell them she's like oh did the, the soft hippolyta that y'all seen before she gone she did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also like to me she feels like like i said what if tony stark was a black woman in the marvel universe mm-hmm. like all the shit tony stark knows super genius blah 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 like i like that she's ahead of everybody on this and she's confident because she was doing the time she was like we got six hours to drive there i need about four hours to fix the machine that's gonna give y'all 14 hours to get the book and get back because we basically got a day before we can break this spell on d or she gonna turn back into this fucking thing like she she was so on point i fucking loved it meanwhile and she you know what she sounded like to me not as funny but she sounded like rick from rick and morty Mm-hmm. where everybody have questions he basically like y'all too stupid y'all are too fucking stupid I guess I, I just guess. listen i'm the genius just trust the genius knows the fuck the genius is doing did you invent a portal gun do you know about space travel no so shut the fuck up and hop in the vehicle you know what i mean like yeah. she had that y'all are wasting my time only thing missing was her burping and right. you know, a little more cuss words she she was short of i will leave y'all niggas here right um <laughs> she should have called uh Montrose jerry um <laughs> in christina's basement ruby looks at dale's body uh dale is the white woman who ruby turns into when she drinks the potion mm-hmm. and she's like who was she and uh christina's like you know she's the groundskeeper at artem and she's like well how did she get in the coma and she's like well letty hit over the head with a shovel yes she did and ruby asked like so did you only help d so you could get the tick and christina was like yeah i'm gonna use this thing in an experiment and she was like um well did you really see magic in me and all that shit because it sounds like you lying you've been lying to me the whole time trying to seduce me blah 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 and christina's like i and she was like and i know you just wanted me to spy for you because you asked letty to spy for you and she was like i never asked you to spy for me and ruby's like cut the shit you full of this is bullshit my mama was a hustler i know a hustler i was just your plan b in case the shit didn't work out and christina was like um i'm not hustling you um, because she was telling the truth she never she never did ask her to do that the thing i've noticed about christina and i'm really trying to go back to episode one and i've been thinking about this i don't think christina's ever told a lie Mm-mm. i think she she might do a lie of omission if you want to be technical about right, it and not tell she you just everything. doesn't tell you all her business but christina seems very much like if you put me dead to rights i'll either just not talk to you or i'll just tell you straight up um yeah this is what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. but she don't lie and she Mm-mm. i don't think she's ever lied to ruby i like she hasn't. i i went back and was just thinking about the dialogue between the two of them i'm like she pretty much shoots it plain straight to ruby's face to, Ru- to ruby she literally tells her everything yeah it's crazy if ruby asked that question she will answer it now i think she is kind of sneaky where if you don't ask the question she'll be like well you never asked me that yep she that type but my but still 
um so yeah she was like um i'm not hustling you and she's like well you gonna kill tick ruby says you gonna kill tick and christina's like i need his blood for the ritual and i need all of it because i'm trying to get this immortality and i used to watch my dad and the white men talk about uh, magic like it was just another thing like the stock market or a gun or some shit like it's just a tool but i want to use magic to experience everything all the experiences in the world a life of unlimited first and it's gonna be my gateway to all this shit um and she basically like and i only have two variables in my plan because when i met tick i knew he was coming back to artem one way or another like i got my plan to make it happen so uh the only two variables is how much time that would take and the other variable is you so what you gonna do yeah we said it she's gonna have to make a she's literally gonna have to make a choice i said it man people was like people don't want to hear that shit but i was like if you pay attention to the show they lean into a path of either like are you gonna be a villain or are you gonna be down with the crew because she literally is the only character on the show that is trying to play the middle and she has shown some tendencies to be a little bit like i kind of want what's mine i kind of like this power i'm kind of being corrupted by the idea of this magic come on you know and so um she was like um well promise me you won't hurt letty and that's when uh christina's like i promise so she just sold tick up the river oh yeah it, because the conversation that her and letty had i was like oh she already has expressed that she don't care too much for him like she has expressed it if you're on the low i mean times. tick got a lot working against him yes i mean he's a uh a, a, a for like he's a dude with uh issues from his childhood he's uh you know been he he hasn't which he has not resolved uh he's got complicated familial history he got your sister pregnant out of wedlock he ain't got no job right just digging it down for rent you know i mean i get it many a woman has been uh uh romanticized by a hobosexual you know uh man with no place to stay but plenty of dick many a woman plenty has, of dick more dick than you ever need but can't pay rent though mo, many a woman woman has fallen for that and maybe that's why people have so much of a um disdain for him because it reminds them of the jonathan majors and the smediums that laid on their couch when they went to work come on they drove around they called with the aka license plates on the front and picked them up from their job like they was doing you a favor uh meanwhile you like why does car smell like perfume who been in here mm-hmm. i get it okay and i and ruby gets it too so she like we can get this nigga out the picture maybe that's better for everybody okay that will make you slap somebody <laughs> so then um <laughs> so then um ruby says she lets dale die she turns off the machine that's keeping dale alive in a coma and christina seemed almost surprised because i think christina's idea is like this magic is enticing and that's why ruby's doing what she's doing but some of it's not like that and it it makes me wonder if ruby feels something for christina because you know we keep talking about this christina feels something for ruby but a lot of a lot of shit ruby's doing is very illogical unless you have some type of emotional connection to christina that goes beyond what you're look, yeah. what you're saying on the surface right that's why she stood up bold enough to say oh i know she will come like mm-hmm. ain't no if ands or buts if i ask her she will show up 
uh and then she said ruby says when i used to imagine myself being white i always saw myself as a redhead mm-hmm. yeah. what you think she means by that oh it's another body coming in there with red hair so you think we might get christina Hendricks to join the show because i'm all for that okay i feel like christina Hendricks would make the better body double for ruby if she was a white woman somebody we gonna see somebody next season with some red hair mm-hmm. like listen I, i'm here for joan from madman uh fits on the white woman version of ruby come on uh so then we get to hippolyta d who's in the back uh montrose tick and letty arriving at the observatory in kentucky which apparently there was an error in the show where like on the actual um on the actual ori it doesn't say kentucky it says a different location and misha green was talking on twitter about it if someone asked her and she was basically like yeah I, it was a mistake <laughs> like oh because the name <laughs> flashed is so big across there yeah, yeah she was like it was supposed to be like i don't know kansas, kansas. or some shit mm-hmm. but because i thought i was confused i was like why am i did i read it wrong why and now we know so that's what it was uh, oh and the other thing she admitted to and i think this is important because i brought it up on the show and it, it kind of confused me at the time she also admitted that the way they did yohima was kind of like you know not good in the afterthought and you know she was like you know they were trying to think of all these angles but essentially they didn't think of the ang- angle of like what we're doing to this marginalized person mm-hmm. and you know that that um that old line that a lot of people talk about i think it's kill it's either like and and i'm not saying this pejoratively it's i think you can look it up but it's like either kill your gays or kill your queers or something and what it means is people write gender queer people into fiction all the time and then those are the people that get killed Mm. and so you know it's kind of like how we feel about black people in horror movies where it's like Mm -hmm. and then the black person died because it's of course it's the opening credits Mm -hmm. they're like don't introduce these people just to kill them why are they always the ones so casually killed off and i was hoping they would revisit it and maybe if they get a season two they can redeem themselves on some level right i'd love to see that but yeah it it did feel a little callous and a little bit beneath the show and i just felt like there's some layers that could that went a little unexplored especially when we come down to montrose and his community Mm -hmm. and what he did Mm -hmm. uh to so i and like i said hopefully the show gets renewed and there's a chance to maybe go into depth on that or at least kind of have yohima return or play some type of role or something and 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 that's my vision and also for me something that people don't give credit for because we live in such a unforgiving society and you know twitter act like you fuck up you fuck up forever Mm -hmm. she admitted hey we fucked up there Mm -hmm. and we can do better like do you know how many people would have been like oh fuck y'all i did the show who you know but it but to me that shows that the person actually cares about the critiques yeah you know and that can't be overlooked in itself either because right. so many other people would not have yeah, you, i mean honestly you just can't let intent doesn't matter twitter speak for everybody correct they, they are they have like very loud voices but they don't speak for everybody mm-hmm. and i think uh that's human and i mm-hmm. think when you're a showrunner you're you're you are literally use moving a lot of parts one of the things that i think has become interesting since we've gotten this democratization of media and we get so many streaming services and so many channels and so many shows get greenlit people really think it's just it's like easy to do a show do and it's just not and and it's and it's literally impossible to do 10 episodes of anything 
and never once dropped the ball on on something so i do like that they go on twitter and kind of talk to everybody because there's so many moving parts and yeah you know so many pieces and and it's not simple it's a lot of hard work because regardless of even if something quote unquote is bad to you it's still one of those things but people actually put work behind that bad product right so um at any rate um my charles gets out of the car and he just started drinking more road rash straight to the dome he finishes off the whole mason jar Woo! i know his head was swimming yeah if it's anything like rottweiler or incredible hope that i had at fairville state you do not want that i'm surprised he didn't just start punching motherfuckers in the parking lot and grow three sizes bigger Uh, bust out his shirt surprised he didn't just get out the car and just be like i bet you won't hit a motherfucker hit just start <laughs> yes because <laughs> that's what it did start to me fighting and swinging in the air okay just start sweating for no reason come and on punching your your, your in-laws for just <laughs> beating on your chest and shit right. tear the club up tear the club up what's wrong with him he been drinking that fucking road rash Take off your, swinging like a hell like why is he out there in the field swinging his shirt over his head where did he even get the wife beater from i don't understand Hippolyta fixes the circuit board. Montross the uh and then like Tick is trying to help braid the the cables together to fix it and stuff. She's like, braid it like I taught you to braid these hair. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then Montross comes in to help Letty uh I think wrap up D or something. And then she's like, um listen, um the reason that I needed the invulnerability and Montross like, cause you're pregnant. And she's like who told did ruby tell you that and he's like no uh tick told me he already know she's like tick no damn like and that was all fun it was funny to me because i'm like here's the honesty on the show everybody thinks they want right and it's so funny because everybody's like what the fuck all these secrets and it's just like yeah you've been keeping the secret for no reason right and she was like well why didn't he say anything he's like because he know he dies on the autumnal equinox so i said damn my, i know my Charles drunk he's spilling all the tea <laughs> that's how drunk people talk come on you know like where your wife at you know she don't like you damn yeah he was like uh <laughs> right like you I know you know they got a whole nother family well goddamn why you just not telling me this we I, thought grown. You, I thought you was gonna say she had to work i, <laughs> I didn't see that coming no that shit came out of left field <laughs> you know she never wanted me to marry you anyway anyway uh uh but yeah, yeah and uh uh Manjals basically was uh sitting there looking at it like hey basically you you don't, you don't need to hide nothing we know well and he, uh uh hippolyta went the only one that went through there tick did too yeah he was like tick came back from the future with a book and shit and also um i'm telling you this because you gave the pages to christina you basically got a hand in my son getting killed on the time no equinox and you'll understand when you have a son it's nothing you can do to make this right um and i'm like damn because montross i think is a man in mourning if anything Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying to excuse his behavior Mm -mm. duh but that is a fucked up depressed angry repressed man like so much shit has happened to that dude hurt people hurt people yes and he didn't even say this in a way of like i want to hurt you mm-hmm. but it was like he was honestly revealing his pain which was all this shit we doing and it's probably gonna get my son killed and i'm doing this to keep my grandbaby alive so and now you know that we know so you can stop bullshit right um and that's what and she also goes I, it's funny all letty heard was it's a boy 
right anyway nothing else mattered i got i got a boy the machine hums to life portal start flashing like they were the last time mm-hmm. except this time hippolyta's like look i put it together the computer needs a motherboard to give it instructions and they like where we gonna get a motherboard uh did somebody ask her what was the motherboard yeah because this is 1950s right about to like, say, they would not know what that was where's what's the closest radio shack you know <laughs> come on like it's no circuit city to mm-hmm. get this from and she was like nigga i'm the motherboard and then she shows in her wrist she still had those glowing things mm, okay i thought she had picked them up she they were in her wrist still uh, so okay okay i don't which, know why i thought she picked them up which uh to me i was hoping for because when they was like you can go back and she was like well i lose my powers or whatever and they said yes i was like fuck no i want her to come back with some powers like i do want her back but i don't want her back and then she just hippolyta the housewife i want her back as hippolyta the discoverer you know and so she takes the um cords from the the machine and she tells um before she grabs them she tells um matros that um he needs since he's been he was in tulsa the night of the of the tulsa massacre i need you to focus on this memory this picture of your father and your brother and you at the stadford hotel which was the nicest hotel the nicest hotel for black people in america at the time Mm. and tulsa was a land of wealth black wealth um which is why they destroyed it part of why they destroyed it Mm -hmm. we'll get into that but um so she's like listen i want you to uh concentrate on this picture and so he pulls out the picture and he's like my daddy used to save his all his money working as a porter and so we can have was one like night. fuck your story mm-hmm. he was like so we had one night a year to strap a hotel and me and george oh we used to eat and tick was like give me the fucking picture give it to her because he's just <laughs> mad like you ain't my daddy he's tick just angry and he's like let's go we got 14 hours he's like, fuck you and your picture and my trousers look hurt like my child's like i was just trying to tell the story right and i don't know if it was the 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 road rash talking or what but he was getting sentimental they was like we don't got time for this shit um and so then i'm like um, oh man i know i got time for your old ass stories hippolyta's like once we get in the past don't don't do anything to change the future because y'all are actually going back to our earth in 1921 right so if y'all change something it y'all might get motherfucking michael j fox out of time like you you fuck around and you won't you won't come back because you will have never happened right um which is extremely important because like i i i love black people i love my black people that watch this and maybe we just watch a lot of sci-fi time travel shit but that's a pretty standard rule of time travel yes if you watch any show that's the number one thing they tell you when you go back in the past don't fuck with shit and this is majorly fucking important now i understand the emotional themes that's actually why this episode worked for me so much yes is because i understand this was time travel unlike i've ever seen it before correct and we'll get into that in a second but i just want to emphasize this moment when the fucking genius black woman the tony stark of your universe is like don't fuck around because you may fuck up all of history and none of this shit will matter yes the rick sanchez is telling you right you know with the council of ricks it's like hey hey, hey, hey. i've done this before don't fuck around right 
don't tell her her vada acid is stupid okay you just do what the fuck she says and she pulls tick, uh-uh! she pulls tick and montrose to the side and is like and y'all cut the shit whatever y'all going on with y'all don't bring it into the fucking time travel with you because we need to save d and that's the only thing that's fucking important right fuck whatever y'all going through so then she takes up the cords and it causes her pain as the electricity like goes through her body mm-hmm. and they go to rush to her at first and she's like no i got this go through the fucking portal yeah and it was like almost like jumper cables mm-hmm. and like you can see the electricity like whoo uh so then they jumped uh, letty and tick jump through the tape cable the the uh portal right away mm-hmm. montrose takes a second and in his head we hear the same memories we heard when he sw- sw- uh, drank all the fucking road rash by the car and it's these flashbacks of like his dad beating him tick talking about how terrible of a father he is uh george being shot uh george telling him that you know he might be tick's father all this shit we just hear it and that was from this point on to me uh michael k williams mvp of the fucking episode as far as as an actor Mm -hmm. god damn he did that shit he can act his ass off because from especially when i rewatched it from that point on we are watching a man living and also reliving the most traumatic moment uh in many people's in black history for many people yes i can't even imagine like to me that's the reverence that this was done with so when someone tells you they don't care about trauma or triggers fuck you because i can't imagine a more like no we this person is living this this is real and it happened now you may be triggered or bothered or have an emotion good that's what the fuck you should be feeling Correct. you should start thinking of all the other time travel shit you watched where they like we went back to world war ii and you felt nothing you know what I mean? you felt nothing because you're just like yeah okay time travel world war ii whatever but this made it real because mm-hmm. he was like i was there and this was my life yes and that hesitation before he jumped in was everything it just foreshadowing all the shit we was about to see like i understood when i rewatched why the fuck he didn't want to jump through that portal right and i could have understood him going i'm not going i'm not jumping through the portal like you know because yeah. they was like you need to come on but they needed him they did they like did, they need needed him. him for d they needed him for tick they mm-hmm. needed him a lot of people wouldn't have jumped through that motherfucking portal though i know that much come on a lot of people were like hey man look uh make two lefts go you go by the rock you done passed it because he the only one that did actually knew how to navigate the city yeah he was there so um give him his things okay so uh they get to the hotel um where they you know they 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 come through the portal and uh they look out the window and uh i've never seen tulsa like this absolutely gorgeous i mean vibrant alive colors were popping black Black people dressed to the nines black folks just being in their greatness i was like oh and 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 i don't know about something i'm like oh it was money money and and i'm I'm not talking no i'm like these was like like today they would be billionaires right and like everybody all the cars nice all the all the shops and stores brand new just you know just amazing and we hear uh tick opens up the door to look through the hallway 
and he sees two black girls coming back and they're like yeah they canceled the dance what we gonna do now you know i they didn't even say why i was canceled and he turns in to to montrose who's still obviously visibly just out of it yes rewatching. i mean this is his childhood he's rewatching the place that he knows is destroyed be undestroyed for the moment and he's like yeah they canceled the booker t washington high school prom a couple of hours before the massacre started and um that and so the thing they do at this point my trials kind of half becomes narrator mm-hmm. um because he's the one that, that that experienced it but then it's halfway you know this show can be very um overt at times so a lot of it was over just overtly like we're gonna call out things that happen here through my trials narration and you at home go look the shit up if you want to mm-hmm. so um they so all right so then they're like we gotta get out on the streets we gotta get on the mission we gotta get the book but we can't do it in these clothes right because i was like y'all would literally stand out them niggas would be like the hell y'all got on so they jump into some 1920s fits uh and i think everybody find a good outfit except for letty's shoes yeah but i said she ain't come with no 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 pair of shoes she was like had that beautiful dress on with tennis shoes mm-hmm. uh so shoes ain't even been invented yet <laughs> ain't even they'd be like what kind of rubber is they'd be like what are those right she got out of the portal with some jordans on come on i was like i gotta go um so yeah seeing you know and obviously you know montrose is uh like just talk he's like tick goes they burned mama's house down the first night of the massacre with a whole fit and then uh montrose like with a whole family inside um and that's when i'm like that's the difference right that's really like when you open up the show and you passionately talked about it that's the difference if you just read about it or if you just heard about it or if you just let what white people tell you about our history you there's a disconnection Mm -hmm. and for montrose who lived it still living ancestor right with you he it was so real to him he he it was like he was frozen yes and tick was like my mama died and he was like to tick is just a to uh, well, a, a tick's, mama, on the radar. tick's mama didn't die there but her people died there yeah but to him it's like a a, a history fact yes you know what yes, I'm like, like a check mark you know how they like he they, they basically the way a lot of schools go here's the history regurgitated to me and it's no connection and what year did it. your mama die uh your mama's people die 1921 1937 1905 or 1942 you know what i mean that's how how he said it but to my those are real people he knew yeah he was like no no the whole family died like multiple people you know not just the one person like everybody died and now we know why he be drunk as hell so then um we we saw like some of when they got out on the street we saw a little bit of tulsa williams dreamland theater which is playing the goat a buster keaton virginia fox film um which was a real theater um was that movie real yeah yeah oh, okay what, what i think is interesting though is if you look up pictures of williams dreamland theater you'll mostly only see the destroyed theater after the riots i mean after oh. the, the white massacre oh so once again they're doing us the service of recreating this making it live you know no shade to Watchmen, which i loved but even Watchmen didn't do that they make you feel like this is just a thing that happened this tragedy is all there is to tulsa we got to be in you know eight to ten hours of living breathing tulsa of black people 
minding their fucking business and being excellent and there's something to it because it makes the loss of it feel more real yes. even like while tulsa's or the original watchman tulsa thing was just more like a horror movie like oh my god they barely say they barely survived or whatever this felt more like they lost a, a civilization almost mm-hmm. they lost a way of life they lost a community this feels more real to me than the harrowing uh tulsa that was in watchmen yes and it's also one of the things to where uh a lot of uh black people have this quote have this connection to native americans because that's the same thing that happened to them they stole their land they beat them they whooped them you had the trail of tears so it was like one of those things where you know this was ripped from them just like tulsa was ripped from us um so then um they uh while they walk another thing i noticed there was an ad for a car called the tulsa that was a real car it actually <gasps> competed with the model t but it lost out to it in the end i wonder how much the tulsa race massacre may have had to do with that i don't know like i didn't wow. get to see the years mm-hmm. but i didn't even know there was a car called that me either um they're like we gotta take a shortcut through the white side of town tick tails letty to you gonna have to be the one to knock on the door of dora and you know my mama's house essentially because uh they don't know you they might there's a chance they might recognize montrose or or maybe even me to some extent Mm -hmm. and you know they nobody would know you so you you go in there correct very convenient thing but you know they were being careful with the time travel they didn't want to fuck something up right somebody be like do i know you you look like like my boy right well he wasn't born yet so my like but but his dad was so you know maybe his dad would no no my my trials they'd have been oh yeah yeah, somebody would look at my trial like you you look like an older version of my boy so Montross gets he just gets caught up looking at this like monument statue something in the center of town once again more of those audio flashbacks he's then we get like some flashbacks of like a white white group of white dudes rolling up with to to some kids in the in that area and and chasing after them and shit and tick and letty are just talking like okay so we gonna do this what do you think the book gonna be it'll probably be in the grandmother's room blah 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 and so my trials is totally out of it tick says hey what did you hear us what room is gonna be in and he doesn't hear him my trials is out of it so tick pushes him and then he realizes wait you've been drinking and he's basically like to him how irresponsible you know we're on this mission you've been fucking drinking you, you know like this is fucked up you ain't even my father you know what you don't even care like this could end up with d dying because you're fucking staring off into space drunk he doesn't know or even conceptualize Mm-mm. how much trauma my trials is going through. right and, and that that goes back to that disconnect of history and also that goes back to that abuse you know right. uh because i think that if Montrose would have expressed it and and had a better understanding like they actually could have understood each other better but as far as tick is concerned he's like no 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 fuck you and when we get back i don't want anything else to do with you i'll even slap it down one level play uh, further player slap it down i think montrose's stop the the way he abused tick and the reasons he did it make tick almost incapable of seeing montrose as something beyond a mean angry drunk yes like i don't even think he can see he's going through trauma like Mm -hmm. people said that on twitter like you couldn't see how much he was going through i'm like 
you gotta think to him this is a dude that's been beating me my whole life and lying to me right so he don't know he don't see it you know the same way you don't see shit for people that did you wrong i'm not saying it's right Mm -hmm. but you know it take a lot of self-actualization and examination before you can be like uh okay i see what you went through and now i see how that may have affected our relationship and any other any parent a child relationship sometimes parents do things and the, the days off and kids they're like mama daddy you know what's wrong with you because they do not understand you have a history you can remember shit that was before their time and so no most children cannot understand and they cannot relate unless the parent actually takes the time to emphasize the importance of certain things there's always going to be a disconnect for from for a child to see the humanity in their parents well i think may I think especially when in an abusive situation. Yes, like even it, more. Like it's even situation. more because you would because what happens is kids get older and then they can start seeing it. Yes, as they get but, older. Yes, but if if you've just been abused and lied, your whole you're not gonna be able to see it. I don't know. Like I think if people look at Tick as partially a victim of this man, then they yes. who was also a, and that man who's a victim of another man and of like. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know my, it reminds me of why i love the photograph but a lot of niggas just missed it yes they did and i was like oh no it's, it's not a rom-com it's actually about jake breaking generational trauma mm-hmm. and people but instead people just look at it like you know whether or not they kissed good or whatever and i'm like well you missed the point of the movie but okay anyway <laughs> so um they uh yeah so so then they find the houses and letty gets ready to go to dora's house and they stop her they stop her and they're like no no wait because young montrose is being thrown out into the front yard by the father who was played by latavius yes latavius you want some good old-fashioned drugs latavius from black lightning la la uh la la as they call him uh one of my that- favorite actors. anybody got a problem with selling good old-fashioned regular drugs like that mustache i was like you can't have behind that mustache sir nobody plays an angry negro like the dude that played latavius yes sir so uh he's his now his name is verton on this uh as the father of uh, montrose and george and so basically he beats the shit like mercilessly beats um montrose young montrose with a switch mm-hmm. uh a big ass switch too one of them yeah. go get me another switch switch yeah what what one of them uh 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 go pick your switch and then get mad because you picked the wrong one but like fuck it i just pulled the tree trunk yeah one of them was uh, yeah, they just take the branches off a tree trunk and beat you with it them switches <laughs> yes sir so he beats the shit out of montrose and he's doing in the front it yard. in the front yard and he's doing it for because montrose was wearing george's prom jacket and looking at himself in the mirror but he took the corsage that goes on the woman's on the girl's wrist and put it on his head head and was wearing it like a flower like looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. once you know so this is one of those like okay you're not gonna be soft my son ain't gonna be gay you you know like uh and so he basically beat him in front of the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and he my trials goes i deserved it because i you know i had that flower and i was in george's jacket and letty goes nobody deserves this and tick is now kind of emotionally like you can see him crying a little bit but also you can see that it's fucking him up because he just thinks of his father as the bully of him and not the victim of someone else who also turned into a bully right and i took the side the whole time george had been telling him 
hey it's more to your daddy like your dad ain't always been like this but tick didn't want to hear it which i can right. completely understand because it was like this man that beat me there's no way he could have ever been a caring and kind person and of course george blames himself too yes now i will say this i mean and feel how you want to feel about it. i'm not gonna argue if you feel like oh the, you know the show shouldn't have shown all this is too fast too convenient i get you but we only gonna be in Tulsa for one day for a few hours we gotta show these like the shit needs to happen in ways that we can see it right away because yes. we ain't got time to fuck around Mm-mm. you know if hopefully we get a season two but if not we gotta tie up these loose ends yes sir um you can't get on the show and say it doesn't have uh i forget what they what the word was but they try to say it that basically doesn't tell stories good and i'm like you can't get on the show for being too on the nose with the story when you just said the show doesn't fucking tell you give you the point of the story here you go here's the point everyone calm down we got one more episode to go so we got to get to this this thing but yeah we see they've been heading towards it the whole time but we Mm -hmm. see the abuse and then we also see dora come from next door to protect montrose from his father who in traditional black neighborhood uh uh parlance uh any child can get it anybody like back in the day i mean i hope it's not like that now but back in the day uh it was i mean parents used to split the ass with me sometimes yeah i heard you was doing such and such and i'm gonna call your mama yeah i'm gonna beat your ass and i'm gonna send you home and i'm gonna call your mama tell her what you was doing too you gonna get another whooping when you get home so um just depending on how you know the neighborhood used to be now i'm not saying that's good it's all a remnant of slavery yes uh all a remnant of that but anyway so door protects Matros, and then uh verton is about to whoop door too but her dad came out and did i mean kind of stood up to verton was he was like listen you can beat the shit out of your kids but not mine which come on technically stands as standing up for somebody in 1950 uh Matros runs off um and um dora chastises george who then comes out the house and george of course the father's like yeah you a good boy you know you somebody in here gonna get some girls you know like one of like that kind of like you mm-hmm. as my straight son i claim you and right. dora's like why didn't you stand up for your brother and he was like it's, you think i'm gonna fight my daddy what what am i supposed to do and she was like stand up for your brother and um george um uh george and her um at this time realized the prom's been called off i i think he had did he give it a corsage yeah he they gave it a corsage yeah they went through the process of hey you know let's get ready and then yeah and then like, they found out the prom is called off and it's like uh um, yeah i think uh her mama uh i think i'll say her mama came out was like yeah it's been canceled you know we got a phone call the school called and said that uh, it ain't popping off right and so they're like well we can at least go find montrose right the young montrose um they look up letty and tick and older montrose letty and tick look up older montrose gone not there no more all right so they're like where the fuck could he have gone and uh oh i'm sorry and letty says yeah you know george should have protected you no, no i'm sorry he over older montrose he overhears young door to tell young george he should be protecting montrose and George and Matros, older Matros goes. She was wrong. He did protect me. He did. He did better. He did better than me by me than anybody. 
you know now that could be the guilt talking from him dying or whatever i don't know but um so we kind of get an inner working of what's going on in my trials head mm-hmm. older my trials dips so old, young my ran off and old my ran off all the my ran uh we are in a my free area okay <laughs> we know my free zone my on the loose watch out for my crossing on the highway um and so then um uh tick deduces that my probably went to go warn uncle george about being shot at artem so he's gonna find older Montrose is gonna find young George and be like listen they gonna shoot you in Artem don't go or be safe or you know whatever mm-hmm. uh, and so Letty and Tick have to split up Letty hot wires a car cause of course Tick can't hot wire a car Mm-mm. Letty's a renaissance woman ain't she though okay she can travel all the time and still know what to do yeah but guess who gets to drive Tick of course, of course she's not gonna just be like to a drive. technical no she's not that she wasn't able to drive I'm saying no. she gave him the car to go find my trials, but I'm just saying, just like a typical lazy cishet black man, she did all the work. But guess who gets to be in the driver's seat? Am I right, ladies? Can I get my woke points back? <laughs> and my thing is that uh, not, not that she couldn't drove, but he would less likely have attention drawn to him too. Sure, whatever you need to tell yourself, sister. Oh, okay. okay i just know a black man stepping all over a black woman's back when i see it am i right my sisters come on in the chat room Mm -hmm. thumbs up y'all see me preaching this real Mm -hmm. just like megan told us in the new york times you know what i'm saying ladies uh (laughs) so then top ladies so then letty also at this point they hear some gunshots go off in the distance and letty says we should name the child george um so um and which we know happens in the book the sun sets and then it splits up and dora's house we have letty and dora's family who we know are gonna die in the tulsa riots yeah but that's not how she gets there i'm not done okay i'm just talking about how it splits up oh okay. doors house they have that and then my trial and then we have my trials and tick okay yeah so the these two- are two different segments so, yes now i'm splitting it into mm-hmm doors house white men beat the shit out of some random black dude because it's nighttime now the sun is set it's time for it to go down come on and they start chasing about to go down they start chasing letty who runs and gets shot but then forgets uh i'm invulnerable yeah she goes down to the ground (laughs) she falls down i was like of course she didn't get hit the thing it made me think about was because i don't know why because she started running i also thought she can get killed like yes. i was like oh run and then i was like oh wait yeah why, don't run uh, walk take your time but they it, can't do shit it's probably best that she runs because yeah. if she would have would not have ran it probably been the whole issue because like you say you don't want to fuck up uh history i know but it's just funny it's still funny to me karen and, and it's funny you know what would have really been funny if they had shot her and the bullets would have went back and hit them yeah it was just funny the way uh-uh. it was funny how hard she was running and then got shot and was like oh yeah that is right and she laid down on the ground that was hilarious she went down for the count i was like did it bump you did it push you how did you end up on the ground maybe the momentum for the i don't know yeah but, probably momentum for the bullet that but then sense. um but then verton and dora's dad who i never caught his name um come out the house and they were on and fucking popping okay yeah the, like this, say, the nra was of their time it was a black nra they was like oh what yeah niggas rifles always they came through come on that was like they shooting outside 
let's go get the guns my nigga it obviously made me think about something uh especially for black people that moved out of the south and you kind of became pioneers and frontiersmen in a different sense how many like in a way black households probably were more ready for for some shit and had weapons and stuff they would had to stay ready in a way that i think we take for granted to some extent and that's one of the reasons when you hear people talk about how you know we gonna get guns and if the cops do this it's like but you really not but our and then when you pat yourself on the back like you more woke than our ancestors our ancestors had shootouts with white people well shootouts to go vote right (laughs) shootouts because of, of labor disputes like i can't remember it was ida b wells book or the um uh or if it was one person no vote but it might have been ida b wells or or it could have been um warmth of other sons but they document shootouts over voting like they white people said we not about to let you vote any nigger come up in here getting killed and black people said get the guns we voting today you know what i mean <laughs> like just straight up like uh well then i guess i got to die to vote or you gonna have to die well, for me in. not to vote you gonna take me down but some of y'all going with me i'm not going alone right Tulsa's a great example of this by the way we'll get to that in a second but um yeah so then um they come out the house come on i got one for all you crackers and i'm <laughs> oh, like was ready to go i just I, I went into my closet pulled out my i'm not my ancestors you can catch these hands t-shirt and burned it right there i was ashamed uh the white man retreated <laughs> they all and then uh once they, they retreated they all ran up in the black people ran up in door's house uh one of door's relatives like i just got off the phone someone says there was a mob at the courthouse um and that it started over dick uh now who is dick i had no idea i i don't know his name is dick rowland aka diamond dick rowland yes right he named himself uh <laughs> could also been a porn star yes but the riot started so in uh may of 1921 the riot started essentially because uh he was working um as a shoe shiner and he tripped and he fell into the elevator a little bit and there was a white woman working in there uh sarah page and she was the elevator operator and to hold his balance he reached out and grabbed her arm so he wouldn't fall she freaks the fuck out just ah oh my god a white dude oversees it over like just sees diamond dick running out of the elevator and goes he tried to rape her like he either tried to rape her or assault her and they and they embellish of course he tore her clothes all this shit mm-hmm. and they basically say um like arrest this man he's a rapist now back in that day when lynchings were happening all the time well, you ain't had that, no that was a death thing. sentence mm-hmm. you didn't need proof even the accusation that a black man would do anything untoward to a white woman or that even just the idea that a white woman would let a black man do something they would be like that's a rape yeah they, they'll kill her too yeah even if it's consensual mm-hmm. they will kill the black man for sure absolutely lynch him and shit um and sometimes yeah they would kill the woman so this was you know calls for a lynching 
they already didn't like tulsa tulsa already had too much wealth right. too much prosperity come on uh segregation was real in tulsa but essentially the black people were held stuck to themselves and they had uh wealth and they had their own hotels and they had the finest shit in america like all the best color shit was in tulsa so it's like okay cool this woman is uh is um we're gonna say she was sexually assaulted well we want to lynch the dude we don't want justice quote unquote and take it to a fair trial we white men are getting a group of us we're going down to the courthouse and, and we're gonna fucking take this man out and kill him so the black people in town our ancestors got guns and said we heard y'all motherfuckers thought you was gonna lynch somebody right they went down there they had a shootout 10 white dudes died two black people died they fucked them white people up now of course the white folks went and they went and got their people because it's more of them than us right came back and that's why we had the tulsa massacre you know like white people started the shit they couldn't handle it got killed came back brought everybody including planes that could firebomb the place and then they fucked tulsa up so when she was on the phone and said you know they like, dig down at the courthouse that's what she was talking about diamond mm. dick rowling um so they um uh verton uh laura charles's dad uh, latavius starts asking uh letty all these questions where you come from where the men come from where you know like he's just like like he's interrogating her almost mm-hmm. and we know he hits people with switches so i'm just like tell him letty but she can't right because it's the fucking past and if she tells these black people y'all they are coming to destroy you get the fuck out of the house they will kill you tonight we know it's gonna happen confirmed it just fucks up all of the time continuum and you could tell it, it that shit got to her right and gr- grandmama hattie comes over and peeps let his tennis shoes right away just, but she don't say nothing and it was funny though because the way she looked at her she looked at her like you 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 don't belong here mm-hmm. she literally had that look on her face like you don't belong here and so she's like what's your name baby and she was like leticia and she was like and Burton's like you know was it more of them where they coming at and all this stuff and letty can't say that you know yeah it's about to be like 300 more of them she's like uh well it was some in a car down the street and he was like all right i'm gonna slip out the back and go find them y'all uh you know stay here and they're like letty you you got family you want to leave and she's like no i'll stay and motherfucking uh doris dad opened up the safe and gave all the women pistols everybody get a gun you get a gun you get a gun you get a gun in fact i'm gonna stay on top of the roof and be a shot shooter i loved it i loved it i mean i hate that black women have had to fight mm-hmm. like that our whole existence in america as far as black people go what black women had to be right there in the battle because uh honestly they fighting for themselves too yes they are because uh, nobody really respects black women's womanhood so you just got to be a warrior in this race fight and in the warrior in this gender fight and in that when black men often abandon you but uh there was something dope about everybody getting that motherfucking gun like uh it's gonna get to popping some caps up in here oh yeah we ain't going down easily mm-hmm. and so everybody gets a gun they split up um you know they tell dora's sister beulah to go with letty and uh the the father's like i'm going upstairs and hattie y'all go to the mom's room whatever right and so and they know that Dora's out 
but they can't go get her essentially they're just stuck in trying to hold off the house right um and uh letty goes uh through the house um and to the room with beulah and that's when beulah brings up that um she had a fight with um dora because dora is going to the prom with george and she's sweet on george and she just hates that the last thing they talked about was a fight and just you know and then she just does this thing like we're gonna be okay though right just basically the script was being like here's another opportunity for letty to try to like save these people right and letty just couldn't do Mm -mm. it because it would have fucked up everything Mm -hmm. so the the daddy's gun goes off um beulah goes to join him letty looks through the house for the book um and that's when grandmama had it comes on in with the heat yeah she was like i knew something was wrong with you we don't have no rubber shoes who the hell is an adidas right she did everything but call her a high yellow heifer i know who is a converse mr converse i've never heard of that man um so she was like i knew something was off in them shoes um and letty says she's from the future and needs to book a name to save d and she's like you got a birthmark i know what it looked like she drew it and look and the braithwaite so after this you know if you know anything about your you know like you uh, hannah like you know the the break who the braithwaites are so she just told the whole truth which honestly that's the only thing that was gonna work with that woman oh yeah because when she said i i need to book a name she was like the good testament only book i know yeah and that got all the names is your if your name in the lamb's book of life that's the only book of names i know baby so then um hattie puts together as as letty's talking she's like wait if you here for the book and you from the future y'all don't have a book in the future then we don't we die here tonight mm-hmm because why else would you have to be here for this right um and so uh she's like she goes to leave to be like i gotta go downstairs and tell um tell my family we gotta get the fuck out of here and letty's like um uh, and this is like right as white men start showing up to the house to throw molotov cocktails come on uh show throw bottles of road rash on the house (laughs) yeah That's, that's how fast shit was going up um letty's like listen you're basically let me run down your whole family history and also i'm pregnant with your great 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 grandchild and also tick is your great great grandson and i'm in love with him and if y'all basically if y'all change the past he none of this comes to fruition right and hattie goes to leave stops turns around opens the secret panel gives her the book and that gives letty the book of names and she says for the for i know the plans i have for you declared the lord plans for welfare not for evil to give you future and hope when my great great grandson is born he will be my faith turned to flesh and whoo and and that 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 tells you that the faith that our ancestors had you know because they had faith that we would be sitting here today doing the things we did today without ever knowing if it was going to come to fast they just believed that one day we weren't going to be in shackles they just believed yeah. that and, and to see that sacrifice played out real time on the show now it's mm, fictional mm. you know who knows in real life you tell somebody that and they'd be like well fuck you niggas and just you know won't be no grandchance for me and they just run out the house but 
to see this um matriarch of a family make that understand grasp and then make that decision willingly like the you know because it was made for her unwillingly by these fucking white people but to be like understanding the fullness of the consequences of us not having this moment i'm i'm gonna choose my great 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 grandchild i'm gonna choose my lineage and it really brought that whole thing of i'm my ancestors wildest dreams to fruition in a certain like it's like it this is it this is your ancestors handing you the baton yes and it was also one of those things where during this time i think when she was going for the door she could literally hear people screaming downstairs yeah yeah i mean you can hear the chaos and they're actually screaming for her to come downstairs mm-hmm. um and so then um the fire starts to spread to the room hattie gives letty the words to open the book which is bound and protected and letty's like i'm all she's like you need to get out of here and she's like i'm i'm invulnerable to the fire i'm protected by magic and i won't burn and then hattie says well i'm ready to die and holds letty's hand and says the lord's prayer with her and then um underneath this is so beautiful underneath the lord's prayer they play uh sonya sanchez's catch the fire poem which is uh such a deep moving poem um because the poem is talking about fire obviously we're seeing tulsa burn we're seeing all the fire and this kind of plays for the next three or four minutes of the episode but catch the fire is a poem that uses fire but in a way that is much more about um living like how we see fire is a thing that destroys and burns down she's like catch this fire like this fuel for the the generation after generation Mm -hmm. the fire to live the fire to love the Mm -hmm. fire to um to 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 not kill other black people you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. the fire of living not dying the fire of loving not killing the fire of blackness not gangster shadows where is our beautiful fire that gave light to the world the fire of pyramids the fire that burned through the holes of slave ships and made us breathe and at the same time we're watching this fire from white people destroy shit and then we're watching this black woman sacrifice herself to the fire for her fucking future generations that she doesn't even know yet um and then we're also thinking of these moments now where you know we see fire as destruction and you know and she also talks about black leadership and stuff and about like you know the fire burning down the 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 systemic like structures that that have been held in place over us to to try to like it's it's just such a it was art it was just beautiful art like the ending of this fucking this third act of this fucking episode it's just it's perfection and and it's one of those things where it's happening at the same time it's hard to grasp all that the first time but the second time i was just like oh my god like the poem is the opposite of what these white people are trying to think they're doing to us and what and what they've done to us still can't it can't take down our fire no it can't and truthfully it hasn't and it goes from generation that's a fire that literally goes from generation to generation and i think once people not trying funny they get old and they get tarnished and their hearts get hard a lot of older people lose that hope but the youth is the actually the people that actually keeps that fire alive mm-hmm. and keeps it burning and believes that it's going to be a better future um there are older people that believe it too but a lot of older people once they've seen what the world does and they've kind of experienced some things um that that faith kind of 
isn't as strong as it is in your youth because the thing about what's beautiful about youth you don't know and so when you don't know you're able to do things like uh what letting them did jump through a portal because they're, they're you know they're, they're younger so they're able to do that thing versus Montrose was like mm-hmm. you know but here's the thing though hattie is the elder matriarch right mm-hmm. i feel like there's more wisdom and weight to her making that choice knowing yes like sometimes we attribute things to youth which is fine you know i know we like to i'm I'm not here to down the youth Mm -mm. but sometimes we attribute things to youth but they're kind of it's because they're young yes like you did you did this thing because you didn't know it was a big deal Mm -hmm. and there's something to be said about that because Mm -hmm. sometimes that's what takes down the structure too is i didn't know it it was a big deal so i did it and now look i changed the world Mm -hmm. but then there's also times where it's like i didn't know that so i acted haphazardly you know it's like how young young black people think it's cool to shit on al sharpton but once you get some age on you like oh no 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 al's real for real for real he been in the shit he got stabbed he done more than a lot of these niggas talking shit about him and that's some longevity that's a a real motherfucker right there yes and you know and i think so so in a way it felt like the fire began passed from generation to the next you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like it like literally there's a line in the poem that says um here's my hand catch the fire and live 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 that's how that that scene felt like that her literally holding letty's hand catching fire so that letty could live and her great 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 grandchild would live um now it does say something about the sacrifices that black women make in order for blackness to continue yes you know what i mean because this matriarch had to make that decision of everyone over herself uh hippolyta somewhere on the other side of the portal making this decision uh you know carrying everyone for her daughter d you know Mm -hmm. so um i definitely understand that uh but yeah it was that scene was so beautiful it was gorgeous and we don't hear hattie screams but we see them like they show her burning to death like it's not like this they show us the sacrifice of it it was not some fairy tale shit it was like this is this this woman took that pain for everybody else to live and to pass it down yes you literally seen the room engulf you see her catch on fire you see her whole body light up you see her literally burn until her hands dissolve in letties and it was one of those things it was just gorgeous to watch and it emphasized the importance of her sacrifice and how important her sacrifice was now to the other sacrifice Montrose uh gets some more flashbacks he finds a car with some liquor in it starts drinking i'm telling you just rick and morty okay (laughs) (laughs) tick and mantry uh so then tick pulls up on montrose in the car and he's like i look don't warn uncle george i know that's why you came out here to stop him from getting shot at artem and montrose is like that's not why i'm out here um and then he's like well why are you out here then and they look towards that 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 same monument slash statue in the center of town that montrose had you know got hung up on looking at earlier Mm -hmm. and you see young montrose meeting a boy named thomas right by that same statue and he says uh thomas is about to get killed like i'm about to watch thomas get shot and by this white mob of people uh unless i go save him older my go save him and my is like 
i never even said this man's name this like thomas's name i literally erased him from my memory in my past so i could continue to go living so i could just basically pretend this never happened mm-hmm. um and he's like i want to save him and tick is like hell no you can't save him we can't fuck with time right and montrose is like but it probably won't change anything if i save him that's not gonna make me not be your father that's not gonna make me you know any different or whatever um and you have to understand thomas is just the first in a long line of sacrifices i made to be your father um and tick looks very hurt by that almost like and i think a lot of kids think like that like my parents talking about themselves over me and the choices they made to like what you trying to make me feel bad it's like that's just life that's literally what having a child is yes your parents if you listen to this you got parents they made some choices for your ass right uh the the choices they made was to literally put you first and sometimes that meant sacrificing other things to put you first right so in this context he's like yeah um if i save them it's okay because thomas is not important enough to make me not be your father so let me save him i just feel terribly that i let this kid die and we also see um that young montrose who father has been abusing him for the idea he might be gay basically calls thomas uh all kinds like the f word Mm -hmm. and like i ain't gay you gay and all this shit and that self-hate comes in from you know the father handed down so this is another complicated character on the show with very serious ang- uh issues um who we know has been closeted repressed raised a child um uh that was not his married a woman he did not love in that type of way right it was a familial love and so he was like um this was his love this was you know in a way this is letty you know what i mean yes so for tick of course it's some people are just like tick is trash but i'm like nigga literally if he let that man go out there he might not be fucking born correct like i like I, this is the time travel rules like I, I, it's like people didn't hear that at all yeah he couldn't just like hold his hand through it and be like all right we're going out there and do what you gotta do dad uh, hey if i die oh well we just did this mission for no reason like you know so i understood his point which was but if you do this and save thomas then fuck everything else but the trauma and the alcohol that montrose was experiencing was like yeah nigga i want to save him and i think i'll be okay and it's just i think this scene really exists for tick to finally see his father as more than just a dude that beat him up yes yes it allowed him to see it's very hard and it was for me to see your parents as a person to see your parents as flawed to see your parent as they were actually somebody before i was born you know because you know when i was born i just thought my mom was just old she was just here and she's just old and i realized she had a whole ass life she lived before i came on the scene yeah my trials basically says i lied to myself i cut out all the soft parts of myself so i could be a man because men have sons and i swallow my pride when i found out that you could be george's son because you had to be my son to make those sacrifices make sense because you know gay men don't have sons men men straight manly men have sons you know 
and so you know and they beat those sons because that's what my dad did to me and they make them tough because that's how i am and all this shit so he was like so it can't change which in his part was i think his point was partially i because i am so dedicated to that lie and to making you make you being my son i can't imagine a world where me letting this dude lives changes all that but i'm like i could easily imagine that imagine that thomas survives and now you know instead of you having like this is possibly one of the loves of your lives or something like this y'all survive maybe you do make some different decisions than raising this child and all this shit right right and the outcome would have been completely different and he said something that really stuck with me and a lot of men do this they cut out the soft part of themselves and that's a real statement a lot of dudes do that you know because men and little boys they're people too they have soft parts they love they care they have joy they have all these things but for some reason they cut it out because a lot of that shit isn't considered manly a lot of that shit isn't considered you know uh the thing that men do and you know they cut out their emotions they cut out their love for women they cut out their joy in life you Mm -hmm. know to you know you cut so much shit out to all you got is anger you know anger and bitterness and sorrow like that's literally all you have because the the things that that actually uh makes life worth living you literally cut those things out of your life so now tick has watched his closeted father who he as a child be beaten by his dad for acting gay Mm -hmm. now now he's also watching uh him lose possibly the love of his life Mm -hmm. um who he just was use his own homophobia internalized homophobia he was lashing out to push this kid away from him um and he's now watching that 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 boy be murdered in front of him as a child and i think it was fucking tick up because it just fucked up this narrative that this is just this mean dude that, right. that did me dirty so uh tick says you better be sure that and my trial said stares at thomas and his youngest self and you could tell he wants to go out there and save thomas but he doesn't right and it's also one of those things too to where you know tick is actually like i say looking at him as a human being looking at him and having a better understanding you know because sometimes parents do children a disservice by not explaining shit to them they do them a disservice by because i said so they do them a disservice by not actually doing these things and having these hard talks and having these difficult conversations and being yeah i'm flawed yeah i'm fucked up you know and wonder why as they get older the relationships with their children are terrible and horrible and your children grow up and leave you and don't want you to see the grandkids and all that shit and and it just caused this rift that actually sometimes don't have to be there you know yes parents are abusive and there are some parents that, that, that are abusive and they will continue to be abusive to the day they die i'm not saying nobody needs to be abused but at the same time there are some adults when they get older they realize their flaws and their actions and their ways and and they will acknowledge those things and so you know it it took tick going oh my anger is not tick's anger is valid but he going oh i have a better understanding now i have more compassion to to why you did what you did not that it's right but i i have a better understanding so the white men show up start shooting uh montross and thomas start to run off they hold hands and then um a white man kills thomas uh calling him the n-word and the f-word at the same time and the, like literally the blood gets on young montross um and florida still not still doesn't qualify as a hate crime so 
uh <laughs> i don't know if that's true uh, i can believe it but don't it sound true mm-hmm. <laughs> if mississippi's still not a hate crime you can call people two slurs shoot them in the back of the head and uh yeah they'll be like stay in your ground uh george and dora show up to save young montrose young george and young dora they start fighting with the white men the white men are beating them up and that's when um tick who's told us from episode one that george and tick i mean george and montrose have told him the story of how they escaped tulsa so many times it's in his dreams the first dream that he ever has on Mm -hmm. that bus is jackie robinson beat knocking a fucking cthulhu uh uh squid monster knocking it in the fucking paste with a bat and going i got you kid to george um and so it's interesting because he's heard this story so many fucking times and this is the moment he's living the moment montrose is reliving the moment and as they're sitting there they realize the moment's not coming where is the stranger with the bat like the the stranger with the bat supposed to show up is looking like they about to get killed by these white people mm-hmm. and tick go, steps forward and he steps right almost right on top of a fucking louisville slugger mm-hmm. picks up the bat and realizes oh shit i'm the stranger <laughs> right because they would not recognize him because they he don't exist yet right and this is one of those time paradoxes like the terminator movies mm-hmm. did he know like was there a stranger there who had a bat and said i got you kid because there was a stranger there who had a bat and said i got you kid or was that only possible because they kept telling tick that story and then he was a stranger it's the same thing as terminator where you're like is the terminator program does it exist because in the past a piece of terminator was found on the street but that piece of terminator was found on the street because the terminator returned from the future into the past to get destroyed for us to find that piece of terminator Mm -hmm. who knows the chicken and egg who knows yeah mind explosion like time paradox like straight out of some john connor come with me shit um come with me if you want to live shit so anyway um he goes out there and he gives them white folks their business with that bat oh and it was an equal opportunity ass whooping everybody got it yeah white women was getting it like a saturday night live monologue he was come just, on bye-bye. he was like uh and so he fucked them up and then um that was also where's your fire uh was playing over that and then when he gets done whooping all that ass he walks up to my Charles george and dora the young ones and goes i got you kid and then walks off and that shit was cool as fuck yeah so yeah to them they was like some man just walked out of nowhere and mm-hmm. started you know because tick was actually wearing the clothes of the time so as far as they're concerned he just somebody that was lived in the neighborhood and thank god i know this ain't gonna sound right after everything we said y'all but thank god montrose abused that boy all his life okay because he beat them with the rage of a child that has had so many unwarranted whoopings he He beat them white folks with all the 
just what, the training what, of switches one of them was in the ground and he just kept beating him upside the head i was like oh i think that person did can you imagine in a world where he didn't get whoopings he would been all soft and shit they would have died yeah. i think one of them scared and ran away if it wasn't for them whoopings man i mean i hate to say it but if if it wasn't for them ass whoopings them abuses saved their ass lives. whoopings saved my life in a kinder gentler world where montrose gets therapy comes out the closet and raises tick as a healthy well-balanced boy they are dead it they never yes, come to they are they do not make it out of tulsa it's crazy when you think about it that way but tell me online okay anyway uh back to the normal show everything's getting back together in the same timeline white men of course breaking the black stores and loot come on <laughs> did an all the nice shit like you know i was heard that it, i was told it only happens uh when black lives matter gets together uh but yeah that's what a lot of the tulsa riots were about too was them just taking blackwell they mm. took people's property homes all kinds of shit clothes yes uh, and they did this uh, tulsa is one of the massacres we we know about and talk about a lot but they did this with every one of those yeah all across the country so Tick and Montrose run through through the town uh, streets while all the shootouts is happening. Really got to give credit to Michael K. Williams again. No one coons it up like my man Michael K. Williams. When oh, he was running bad. and he started high-stepping in that white suit, he was like, boy, he was running so good, man. Oh, my God. Y'all go back and watch it again. He was cooning so good. Jonathan Majors, man, he had his work cut out for him this Mwah. episode like that two acting people going back and forth but boy y'all watch just the run man it's funny in 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 out of context just yes just the run though it's only like one second long but oh my god i laughed so hard he he run good scared man remember when they was in the tunnel the indiana jones thing yes man he's so talented anyway so letty they get back to the portal in the hotel room letty's not back yet the portal is fading in and out like it's about to close tick jumps through Montrose stays on the other side looks out the window at all the destruction mm-hmm. through the portal tick encourages hippolyta basically to keep it open because she's like i she's struggling so hard like white shit is coming out of her mouth and she's like i can't hold it and he's like you gotta hold it let it on the other side uh that's my john the major uh impression <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know i could do that limited jonathan major's impression <laughs> right there you gotta hold it hip, hold, uh, hip a lot of uh so uh he said you gotta hold it and then hippolyta is like struggling to do it my trials is on the other side looking in the streets looking for hippolyta but also experiencing this history and he even starts talking out loud this is clearly a message from the uh writers to us oh, it was beautiful pretty overtly showing us the destruction but it's also him literally pointing out black history he was humanizing everybody i was like oh he would know this because he lived there and we hear the planes in the distance by the way when he first looks out the window mm. so he's like peg leg taylor's last stand on standpipe hill thing of beauty uh now the peg leg uh taylor thing is interesting because it's been mythologized to an extent that it's not true um and 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 it sounds like what it happened was that because they make it sound like it was this one dude peg leg taylor who literally did have a peg leg he lost Ooh. his leg um he was working for some cotton um you know co- picking cotton and they was like you need to work uh until nighttime and he was like 
i can't it's getting too dark and i you know i need to go home that's enough and so they beat him took him to the railroad track and threw him on the railroad track waiting for a train to run over him and he was able to get off the train uh tracks but still one of his legs was severed (gasps) the impact from the train was so was so strong it threw him into the grass where he lay for a long time just bleeding and two white women overheard him bleeding took him to their house and like stitched him up and stopped the bleeding and that's how he lived and that happened when he was like 19 and so uh he goes on to become like a major businessman and all this shit in in tulsa and um during the riots uh the myth was he took a machine gun and just like gunned down 200 white men and and saved this area of tulsa getting a high body count wouldn't he now he doesn't die in tulsa by the way (gasps) but yeah he doesn't die in tulsa but he did have it was not just him it was other people with him Mm -hmm. but they basically had a you know to protect the property they shot at white people and they had like kids loading the weapons the bullets and the cartridges for them and passing the guns up they had like a human chain wow and he, he would just shoot at the fucking white people so that's his last stand uh peg leg taylor um uh they burned down briars taylor shop he mentions dr jackson the best negro surgeon of all time shot him in the head killed him um miss rogers lost her invalid daughter i couldn't find anything about that uh the white phelps who apparently was it was a couple meryl phelps and i forget his wife's name um but they were white people that lived in tulsa and they sympathized with black people so when black people were running they let them hide in their basement Mm. uh this white couple and he just called them white phelps which sounds like what we would do anyway yeah Uh, commodore knox they did him in the worst commodore knox was the last person to die in tulsa that we have documented uh he died in the hospital later because they beat him so bad and stuff Mm. um so then tick is just on the other side of portal encouraging hippolyta to you know persevere to save d to save letty to get the book all this stuff um and she is going so hard she started levitating she the portal actually closed at one period of time it did but she opened it back up yes. and um and she starts fucking levitating she's doing it so hard and her hair turns blue yeah she just like super saiyan blue yeah it turned blue just like orinthia blue from these comic books just mm. like her just like it was in the episode about hippolyta at the end when her hair turned blue mm-hmm. so like this shit came to fruition um and i hope she keeps the blue i do too so um and that's why i love this show man because like that to me is that's that's anime that's that's sci-fi that's like that's just some cool shit you know and i just feel like the nerds are gonna be like that didn't happen in tulsa and it's like suck my dick anyway um so Uh, yes i like her and uh i could see people actually cosplaying her of course Mm -hmm. like you know anyway yes Mm -hmm. i agree karen so then um uh the bombers start firebombing the street and opera music starts playing and the opera singing is the poem where's your fire Hmm. so it's singing the same thing we heard earlier okay and this time it's letty walking through the fire with her invulnerability in the book and i know a lot of people's like why isn't she running why isn't she running run the portal is closing she don't know the portal closing one she doesn't know the portal's closing they don't have uh cell phones but then two you gotta remember y'all 
colorism okay this is a light-skinned woman of course she's taking her sweet ass time she probably ain't been answering texts you know what i mean like been ignoring the phone calls they've been paging her she like it'll be there when i get there this is what we deal with okay she just held a woman's hand and watched her burn to death okay she might be dealing with a little bit more than y'all think give us some credit and also uh i didn't mind maybe it's just me i didn't mind her walking slow for the fact that you could actually see what was happening around her so it was a reason you know for dramatical but it was a reason why you seen niggas shooting back and fight back and doing all kinds of shit it was for the, i mean it's it's for effect man because if you peep it they turned the last scene into an opera mm-hmm. and and honestly um there is an opera based on tulsa mm. um and i can't remember if someone told me the song is from that or not but anyway so they turned the last act into this opera this is tragic opera we're watching this black shit this genre bending thing now take on another form and it felt operatic it felt emotional and i think it doesn't land if she's fucking sprinting through the goddamn streets like jackie joiner kersey it doesn't like I, you might maybe they even film that version and people was like yeah this don't this ain't the same yeah it don't have the same impact and i actually enjoyed uh watching the chaos around her because i think that's what made it beautiful just watching the chaos around her and like i said the thing that got to me was as she was walking the planes that you heard before literally came in and they were basically throwing bombs on top of her yeah yeah and i was like oh my god like what is happening here and you know you have montrose in there daydreaming with the porter closed but you know hippolyta opened it back up but initially you know the porter was closed behind him when he was talking about uh the thing well just for a little bit the portal i watched it again the portal wasn't closed that long okay like she opened it back up and you could just see it blinking and about to close but it was open back up but i mean it was like to me the urgency was underscored by the walking and shit and it made you go will they make it back in time correct you know which is the whole fucking point and i think normally people write that and they had the people running back sprinting back trying to get back and this one they took one last look at tulsa named the names of the lives of the ancestors lost there and the ones who fought there and they showed this destruction and this indestructible black woman who literally they were saying where's your fire take this fire from your ancestors use it in your past make these dreams come true i, I don't know it just I, I i wasn't as disturbed by it as a lot of people seem to be disturbed but oh. i i get the jokes and stuff i'm not trying to yeah. step on people's jokes it but didn't bother me yeah i was just kind of like oh it's just it's just artistic and beautiful mm-hmm. in this moment yes it um was. and so then the portal closes after they all make it through and uh tick holds up uh hippolyta who's now falling to the ground and is like she's alive but her hair is blue and she's like do we get it and tick says we got it we fucking got it and that's the end mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to next week uh to see what they do with that book uh d coming back and her seeing her mama and them going through that ordeal kind of explaining and her telling them what she saw you know i think d's gonna play a really 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 big part in uh the things going forward uh, I'm glad everybody's on the same page. I'm glad there's no more secrets, you know. Um, well, there are secrets, but you know, it, you know, with George possibly and um, uh, Tick's dad. Uh, now it's gonna be when would they choose to tell her? If they choose to tell her, because it's to the point now where they've 
reconcile that so it's one of those things where they might not be bought up again because as far as they're concerned that's his daddy mm-hmm. you know but uh it might be something that they might feel the need to tell her who knows uh we'll see what that goes and it's going to be interesting to see uh christina williams and ruby where their relationship is going yeah the only thing i'm really looking forward to man that autumnal equinox i want to see if and how they save d with this book if they can use the book to maybe do something to defeat christina and where the fuck is ruby gonna lie down on this because i like I, I ain't getting this vibe that she gonna like she i she's a wild card to me a variable as christina said and i can see her floating any fucking way on this shit and be like actually y'all i am i'm riding with my white girl okay so i hope that's not we only got one more episode to to close this out and i'm just oh, i'm so in love with this show i'm gonna miss it i'm gonna rewatch it um i'm gonna save it on my hbo max it's it's just been such a treat and it's been a fun uh, ride i've enjoyed talking about it with you and our fans and stuff so Yay, until- i've enjoyed talking about it with you too until tomorrow where we uh premium people we got balls deep pregame tomorrow um and saturday is our feedback show uh episode 3000 is in the books uh that's today's episode oh and, yeah. you know i'll be paying no but no attention until tomorrow i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.